Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Time now for us to have a little chat with Richard Zussman, our global news reporter over in Victoria. First of all, Richard, happy late birthday. Thanks, Simi. How was your birthday? It was excellent. Yeah? Spent some time with family, got to work. Lucky you. (laughs) Lucky you, you got to work. Fantastic. So Nikki Reitmeyer and I were just talking about, you know, things that people do to do something interesting, like how many times can you do the grouse grind in, you know, three hours or swim across Boundary Bay. Have you ever done anything like that? We feel like you have. I feel like I have done feats of strength. I, I feel like they have also been so stupid that I've put them out of my memory. Oh, but don't you want to talk about them now on the radio in front of everybody? Uh, I'm trying to think of a good one. Because that was something that uh, uh, my buddies and I used to do a lot of in terms of trying to one-up each other. The only one that comes to my mind is one that you and I have talked about before, about when I tried to eat all those hot dogs and it didn't turn out Yes. Well. See, this uh, is the kind but- of stuff we're talking about. Yeah, but I can't think of anything uh, immediately that stands well, out in you my work mind as a significant accomplishment. Uh, there, there must be least. something that you're really um, uh, like mentally blocking there because it must be really <laughs> impressive. So I'm going to give you some time to think about that and you let us know and we can always come back to it. Yeah, <laughs> but, I think but, probably is what happened. But yeah, that sounds like You're fun. like, oh, that was another lifetime. Uh, but in the meantime, let's talk about the back to school situation. This is still, of course, a hot topic as we get ready to send everybody back to school next week. Let's go over some of the comments that we heard from the BCTF yesterday. Yeah, so we got a letter yesterday uh, from Terry Mooring, the head of the union, uh, to Education Minister Rob Fleming, um, asking uh, for three different things, or a number of things, three main things in terms of how the $242 million the federal government has earmarked for the school restart should be spent. And it's really all about remote learning options for parents and an insurance that uh, if a family decides to uh, go to a remote learning option that they will uh, keep their spot at their local school and also additional resources to ensure there are less kids that actually return to the classroom. And then the big question then is what happens if the province does not do this, does not follow along with what the TF has asked for in Terry Mooring was on Mike Smith's show yesterday, and, and Mike asked her a number of times about labor action, and, and I spoke to Terry later on in the day. And, and the reality is um, the union says they could use a few different tools. Uh, a complaint to WorkSafe BC is one under the COVID-19 guidelines uh, in terms of uh, teachers not feeling safe uh, in the province, either across the board or in some districts. Also, a labor relations board complaint, which we've seen in Ontario, is something that could be looked at here in BC, but that seems complicated. Right now, out of the minds of the union is some sort of strike or walkout. You know, I know any talk of that would create anxiety amongst parents. And, and yes. Warren was very clear that she knows there's a lot of anxiety now. They are not trying to put out any threats. They are really trying to focus on ensuring the highest level of safety for the kids that return to the classroom as well as the teachers that return to the classroom. 
Right. Okay. That's all quite stressful. And everybody keeps talking about this money coming from Ottawa, right? The $242 million. What's being done with that? Yeah. So we should find out details uh, potentially as early as today around where that money will go. I spoke to Education Minister Rob Fleming a few days ago, and he said they are open to this idea that some of the money will go to the remote learning options. The question is, how will it work district to district? And one of the pushes from the TF is that every single district will have support for remote learning options. And that doesn't seem to be the way that the districts nor the province are going to go with this money. But it could be used for a variety of different things, Simi, including uh, improved ventilation, uh, additional uh, health and safety cleaning uh, products. Uh, you know, we know that the province is putting a lot of money towards masks as well as sanitizer, as well as extra cleaning products, but the money could go towards, you know, hiring additional custodial staff in some cases, although there's a lot of money already earmarked for that. So there's a lot of questions. I, I'm not sure we'll get all the full details, but the reality is school starts for students a week from today. Uh, teachers are back in the classroom five days from today. And so I think people want answers so they can make uh, decisions about what they're going to do next week in terms of parents making those decisions about their kids. Right. Okay. Let's talk about some other political stuff, like in regular times, which would be the political stuff that we talk about. Uh, BC <laughs> Green Party is still, you know, going through their leadership race. They had their leadership debate this week. And I know that you were kind of watching online. What did you think? Yeah, it was one of the, the first thing to say is that during the pandemic, it, it has been so hard for the Greens to get any attention. And uh, in some regards for our democracy, it's a shame. Uh, there's three candidates in the race, including Sonia Furstenau, who is a sitting MLA. She was part of the uh, group of four that worked on the negotiations uh, with the NDP and the Liberals in order to, to make that decision to sign the confidence and supply agreement uh, with the NDP, and that's why we have Premier John Horgan right now. And so, uh, and the other part of all this is the role of Andrew Weaver. So there's been a lot of internal squabbling and fighting between Weaver and Adam Olson and Sonia first. Now it, it ultimately led to Weaver, uh, in part, leaving the Green Caucus. And so there's only three we, of them. How can they not be getting along? Well, people have different ideas, Simi. You know that. I know you guys all get along great over there in the tower in Vancouver, but you know, not all colleagues get along as well as you guys do. And so I think that's what you see in, in all workplaces, but but also in politics, that there was just a, a differing uh, idea of the way to do things. And there cr was created a deep anger and frustration towards in between some of the members of that caucus. And so Andrew Weaver said he'll support uh, the two other candidates uh, in the green race, uh, but not Sonia Furstenau. And that, that could lead to some pressure points for green party members who are there because of Andrew Weaver and may give them pause when thinking about who they're going to vote for. And then, you know, the question is, is this a party that really can compete in all 87 ridings across the province? And what sort of uh, campaign will the Greens run, and and how do they broaden it beyond just the environmental issues to to a party that can better represent sort of all of the ideas that are put up on the table uh, here in the province? And do you think all of that is more heightened by the fact that there seems to be the discussion going on in the BC poly sphere about the potential for a fall election? 
Absolutely. And I think one of the questions Green Party members will be asking themselves is, you know, is this leader ready to go if there is an election in the fall? The strong sense from the Greens is they have no interest in this fall election. Uh, it's It would be highly problematic for a new leader to come in and then run an, in an election like one we will never see before. It will not be traditional campaigning with door knocking and campaign buses. It will be very different and it's still very unclear what that will look like. But, you know, there are a lot of discussions, Simeon, and from what I'm hearing from people is it keeps getting amplified that there are a number of people inside the NDP apparatus, people who help run the campaign, right. that really want to see a fall election. And it seems like the public does not want to see a no, pandemic they, fall election. They do not. But if, but if you look at the popularity polls, Simi, like it's, it is, the numbers are huge. An Ecos poll came out a few days ago showing the NDP around 51% province-wide and the BC Liberals at, at 25% which would mean a massive majority. It had the NDP but, leading in every single region in the province. And is that real? I don't know. But I don't know either, it, but it, you and I both know that can turn on a dime. All people need to feel is like, oh, I can't believe we're going to the, somebody's making us go into the polls in the middle of a pandemic. Yeah, just look back to 2013 where yeah. Adrian Dix, the NDP leader, had a big, big lead and, and he lost the election. So you're right. But yes, I think there would be frustration but I think the what I've heard is internally in the NDP, they say they'll take a little bit of heat, but they're looking very closely in New Brunswick, where the leader there in a minority government triggered a pandemic election. And through the first week or so, there was no turn in terms of public opinion yeah. uh, due to calling an election during a pandemic. I, I still don't believe it, but it is mm. very much a hot topic of conversation internally uh, within the NDP to determine whether it's a good idea to go to the polls. The next fixed election date is supposed to be October 2021, so we're still quite a ways away from that. We are. All right, Richard, thank you. Yeah, thanks. So Richard Zussman, our global news reporter in Victoria. If you want to weigh in on that, like, do you want a fall election? Like, my feeling on that is there's nobody I have talked to who would want something like that. But email me, simi at cknw.com.